Take your Bibles, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4, please. 1 Timothy chapter 4. If you need a, a handout, Pastor Yeomans has those. If you want a handout, you don't need one, but if you'd like to have a handout, kids, if you take notes, you just never know. It'll be worth your while, but we want you to take notes and do the best you can. Try to follow along and uh, hope you'll do that today. All right, so far in our study of how to grow, we've looked at a couple of different illustrations. First, the parable of the soil and the seed, the sower and the seed. We talked about getting our hands dirty, work loads, to get our hands dirty and get the rocks out below the surface. We talked about the weed puller and pulling out those things, the growth chokers in our life, pulling those out. Last week, we talked about, had a baby up here, a baby doll, and talked about the baby and milk and how... Uh, we need to get the nutrients from God's Word in a form we can handle so that we can grow. And so getting into the Word of God, the seed is the Word of God. Good seed, good soil brings good fruit. And so we talked about the, uh, those nutrients and talked about maybe listening to a podcast. I challenged you last week to listen to a podcast, listen to another sermon, maybe spend some time in meditation every night. I hope you took the challenge. Many raised their hand to take the challenge. But you know what? If we listen in church and we're a hearer of the word, but not a doer of the word, the Bible says we deceive ourselves. And we walk out feeling good like, oh, that was a good message. That was a good Bible lesson we got. And we walk away and don't change. We are deceiving our own selves. I would love to ask you right now how many of you did something about that. I hope you listened to something or added some seed to your life on purpose this week. I hope you did that. I do need to make a correction. I was corrected. I forgot to mention a podcast, uh, and I was corrected by Pastor Stone. Pastor Stone has a podcast that he wants you to listen to. Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, T-I-I-M Talks, all right? And so uh, that's another podcast that we highly recommend for you to listen to, all right? <laughs> He's not my boss anymore, so it doesn't really matter, but he was my boss at one time, and I, he is my friend still, I think. After last week, I'm not sure, but I did, I did uh, catch a little flack on that. All right, so Tim Talks, great podcast that you should listen to. All right, so now we're going to look at a different illustration. We're going to move on from the seed and the soil, from the baby and the milk. And today I have a little illustration, an object for the kids and for adults. I have this weight here, an eight-pound weight. So I asked uh, Chuck Simmons for the heaviest weight that he had, and so he gave me this, this eight-pound weight here. So I appreciate that uh, for Chuck. Uh, I appreciate that. Now, actually, I'm just joking. Chuck is one of the, the toughest guys I know, and I love Chuck. And, and I, most people tell Chuck Norris jokes because he's so tough. I tell Chuck Simmons jokes because he's so tough, all right? In fact, I don't know if you know this or not, but about a month ago, Chuck Simmons came in contact with a COVID virus. And the COVID virus had a quarantine for 14 days. That's how tough Chuck Simmons is. That's Chuck Simmons, right? <laughs> anyway, that's my stand-up routine for the day, all right? So <laughs> that's the illustration, a, 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 a dumbbell, a, a weight. We're going to talk about exercising here. And so in 1 Timothy 4, we're going to look at the idea of exercising ourselves unto godliness. So it talks about progression. We're exercising and the end goal is progression toward godliness, the biblical exercise of growth. So we're going to look at 1 Timothy 4. So just to give you a little background, 1 Timothy was written by Paul, the mentor, to a young pastor named Timothy. 
All right, so that's the whole book is really this mentoring of an older pastor to a younger pastor. This passage really is talking about how to be a good minister. And I realize most of you are not going to pastor or be a minister, but there is certainly application for us. If there wasn't application, it wouldn't be in the New Testament for us to read. And so here is uh, some truth from God's Word to apply to our life about biblical exercise. Let's take our Bibles and read a few verses here. 1 Timothy chapter 4, and we'll read verses 7 and 8. Let's try to do this today. We haven't done this for a while. Let's read this together, all right? So you have it there in your Bible. You have it there on your outline. Uh, We'll read slowly together. We'll read verses 7 and 8 together. Are you ready? Let's begin. But refuse profane and old wise fables, And exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. All right, good job. Thank you so much for reading that with us, the reading of God's Word. Uh, After this introductory section here, it tells us that we need to exercise ourselves unto godliness. Verse 8 says that godliness is profitable unto all things. It's an exercise. As we exercise, there's profit, there's growth, there's expansion. And so we're going to talk today about some of these exercises, right? After this introductory section that we read, and a few more verses that we'll skip just for time's sake, Paul's going to give five commands, five actions, five exercises for Timothy. All right, so we're going to look today at five exercises for biblical or spiritual growth from 1 Timothy chapter number 4. Let's look at verse number 12. Let no man despise thy youth. But be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example. The exercise of example, number one on your outline, the exercise of example. He says to young Timothy, don't let your age be a factor. Kids, let me tell you this. Don't let your age be a factor. You can be an example. If you're in grade five right now, you can be an example of what God wants every Christian to be. You can be an example to your parents. You can be an example to your grandparents. You can be an example. Timothy's a younger pastor. He's not in grade five, but a younger pastor. And the older pastor says to him, let no man despise your youth. Be an example. Being an example indicates having an impact. In fact, the word example there is the idea of a stamp or, or a, a mold. Be the mold. Be, be, the, be the example. Be the stamp. Uh, have an impact. Can I ask you right now, folks, think in your life, who are you impacting for Christ? Who are you impacting for Christ? I'm so thankful that we're starting our Wednesday night program again because now I feel like I can impact the young people of our church for Christ. I miss the ministry of our church that we lost during COVID because I felt like we lost impact. This community needs to be impacted with Jesus Christ. 
And we need to be that example. Who in your life are you an example to? Is there a grandchild? Are are there siblings? Are, Are there people in your life that you are an example for? It's an action. You need to think about that. Who are you impacting? And then Paul lists these areas of impact, you know, be an example in our word, in our conversation, in our charity, in our spirit, and that's our attitude, in our faith, in our purity. Again, no time to go through all those things, but here's the idea. It takes uh, you conscious effort to impact somebody else. If you're not working at it, you're not really impacting somebody. It takes, it's an exercise. We can sit here and we can read the Word of God. You can listen to podcasts and we can do all those things. But if we don't put some action to it, we won't have the impact. So the first exercise we see here given by Paul to young Timothy, the exercise of example. Ask yourself, who am I impacting? How can I impact somebody for Jesus Christ? Your neighbor, your relative, have an impact. Be an example of Jesus Christ. Let's look at verse number 13. Again, another action. He says, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Number two, the exercise of attention. The exercise of attention. Let me give this quick, quick quote back on example. I forgot it in my notes here. I read this by Thomas Fuller. Teaching is like putting nails in a wood. In wood, example is hammering them deep. So we can teach all we want, but the example's got to hammer that deep. And so make sure that we are teaching and an example. The exercise of example. Number two, the exercise of attention. The exercise of attention. This is something we got to purposely do. Give attention. Give attendance, Paul says. This has to do with your focus. Focusing your mind. You let your mind do its own thing, it's going to wander. Let me ask you this. Has your mind ever wandered when you're trying to pray? Or is that just me? Okay. Has your mind ever wandered to weird places when the pastor's preaching, and not because of what he's preaching, but it's just the way it is. Has your mind, have you ever sat down and said, I'm going to have my devotions, I'm going to read my Bible, and your mind wandered? Attention is something you have to work at. You have to make yourself pay attention. I'd ask you right now for the next 10 to 12, 15 minutes that we have left to give attention to the reading, the exhortation, and the doctrine of this lesson. You, your mind will wander. Purposely focusing our mind on what's important. When Paul writes to Timothy about these three things, reading, exhortation, and doctrine, the question comes up, is he talking about as a pastor, public ministry, or privately in study? And there's really no answer, but I believe it's probably both. He's saying to Timothy, you personally give attention to reading, to exhortation and doctrine, and in your ministry, give attention to reading, exhortation and doctrine. And I'd say to you as a church member, as someone who comes to to an afternoon service, make yourself pay attention to reading, to exhortation. That's encouragement. This fellowship time between the services is not a mistake. This fellowship time is meant to be an exhortation. And encouragement. And so let me encourage you that as you go to get your snacks, that you don't just get with your group of people that you already know, but 
leak out to other people to be an encouragement to them. And do it on, if you don't do it on purpose, you won't do it. You'll draw back to, we go to where we're comfortable. We always flow to comfort. Step out of your comfort zone and be an, go out to be an encouragement. It's an exercise. It may be difficult at first, just like any exercise. Uh, some of our guys are going to run a 5K here in a little bit. I am not. It would be terrible for me to jump out with him and say, I'll run that 5K with you right now. But if I gave attention to running over the next six years of my life, <laughs> maybe I could make it to, to 5K. Right? Keith, you're a runner. How long would it take me to train to get to 5K? Give me a guess. Years? No? He has great confidence in me, all right? So, uh, but if I gave attention to that, then I could get there. If you give attention to exhortation, you'll get there. Be an encouragement to somebody else. But it's an exercise. It's not going to come easy at first. You've got to work your way through it. These are, these are not meant to be easy. They're meant to be action. And action makes you out of your comfort zone. The exercise of example, purposely impacting others with Christ. The, exam, the, the exercise of attention, giving attention to these important things, all right? Verse 14, let's move on. The Bible says, neglect not the gift that is in thee. Again, an action. Don't neglect this gift that's in thee, which was given thee by the prophecy and the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. A lot of big words in there. A lot of things that pertain to Timothy. I'm not going to talk about all those things, but the first part of that, neglect not the gift that's in you. Don't neglect your gift. The exercise of involvement. Let me park here for a minute. The exercise of involvement. The word neglect means to be careless with or to make light of something. Be careless with or make light of something. You have been given a gift. You have a spiritual gift. God gave that to you. You are gifted in areas that I am not gifted. I have gifts. Saying that I have gifts, that is not a, a, a proud statement. It's a fact. It's a biblical fact. You have a gift or gifts that God gave you. He gave those to you for a very special reason, to build the body of Christ. You have a gift. And Paul is saying to Timothy, don't count that as a little thing. Don't forget that. Don't set that aside. Use your spiritual gift. Let me ask you this question. How many would say that over the course of your uh, spiritual life, either maybe by taking a test or through preaching or just through living, you would say, I know what my spiritual gift is or my spiritual gifts are. Would you raise your hand? Now, again, that's not a, I, I would hope everybody would come up with something. Okay, good. All right. If you don't, I have exercise for you. I have a, go online. There's a spiritual gift test all over the place. Take a spiritual gift test. Find out what your spiritual... Ask somebody who loves you and knows you what they think your spiritual gift is. If you don't want to ask somebody that knows you and loves you, ask me. I'll help you out. <laughs> ask Pastor Yeomans. Ask Pastor Levi. We want you to identify your gift and then use your gift to identify the, to build the body of Christ. That's what, that's what they're saying. Be involved. Use your gift. Don't raise your hand on this. 
How many, but think about this. How many are, of you are using your spiritual gift right now to build the kingdom of Christ? Think, let, let that sink in for a minute. Because I think the answer is probably different pre-COVID, post-COVID for some. Because we, everything got disrupted. Everything was weird. Everything was not normal. But it doesn't change the fact that you have a spiritual gift and it doesn't change the fact that we're not to neglect our spiritual gift. We've got to figure out how to use our spiritual gift in the body of Christ. And that's partly our job and responsibility as pastors to find ways to put people in their gifted position to serve Christ. You need to find an outlet for your gift. Serving produces growth. Do you hear me? Serving, it's an exercise. When you get involved, you grow. If you just take in and take in and take in and take in and don't give out and give out and give out, there's no growth. The old illustration is the Dead Sea over in Israel that takes in and takes in and there's no outlet. And that's what they call the Dead Sea. In and out. In and out. Is your spiritual gift hospitality? Let's figure out how to use that. Is your spiritual gift service? Let's figure out how to use that. Is your spiritual gift administration? Let's figure out how to use If your spiritual gift is teaching, let's figure out how to use that. Take your gift and use it. Paul says very clearly to his young protege, don't neglect the gift that God gave you. Use it. The gift, the exercise of involvement. It's time to figure this thing out. Don't sit on the sidelines. Be involved in the exercise of involvement. Verse number 15. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy property may appear to all. I won't take time for this very much. Verse number four on your outline. The exercise of meditation. We talked about it last week. It's here in the scriptures again. And I'm thinking that we're going to circle around back to it again next week. Only because it's in the Bible. I'm not making it up. I'm just the reporter. It's right here. Meditate upon. Give yourself wholly to them. And your profiting, your growth, your expansion will be apparent to all. Because you've meditated in the Word of God. And you've put your mind to that exercise. Again, it won't happen naturally. It's something you got to... It may feel weird the first time you think, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to meditate with the Lord for a few minutes here. It may feel awkward. But it's exercise. It'll get easier and easier and easier, just like running a 5K gets easier and easier and easier, just like push-ups, sit-ups, whatever exercise takes time, takes growth. The exercise of meditation, give yourself wholly to them and your profiting will be apparent to all. Last one, verse number 16. Take heed unto yourself, thyselves and unto the doctrine Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. The exercise of examination. The exercise of examination. Take heed to yourself. Stop judging other people and judge yourself. 
Are you using your gift? Are you meditating? Are you giving attention to the right things? Are you, are you following the exercises of the growing Christian that, that Paul lays out here for you? Five basic exercises. Self-examination, a valuable exercise for a growing Christian. Are you seeing deeper roots? Are you seeing fresh fruits in your life since the study began because you're, putting, you're cleaning your soil all the time and you're adding to it the good seed? through preaching and the Word of God, and you're adding and you're seeing new things. Examine these things. At the end of each service, we have a self-examination time. Are you using that time? Today, when Pastor Yeomans closed the service and asked you, is there somebody you need to forgive? Are you examining your life? And saying, yeah, there is. And here's what I'm going to do about it self-examination. Paul gave Timothy these five exercises for spiritual growth. Are you willing to work your way through these exercises? Exercise yourself unto godliness. That's the goal, to be like God, to be like Jesus Christ. Exercise yourself toward the goal of godliness. The Bible also uses the other phrase that we use, work out your own salvation. Exercise and work out. Exercise and work out. In that passage in Philippians, it says, God works in you, you work out. God works in you, you work out. Work out your own salvation. Let me challenge you. Ask yourself, who am I impacting with my example? Can you identify somebody? If not, get involved in the exercise of example. What's your spiritual gift and how are you using it? You don't know your spiritual gift. Talk to somebody who knows you and loves you. Figure it out. Go online. Take a spiritual gift test. Figure it out. If you figure it out, how are you going to use it? If you don't know how to use it, talk to the pastor. You know, honestly, and I've, I've talked to Pastor Yeomans about this in, in, in ministry, one of his biggest jobs as a pastor is resource management. He is to try to figure out the, the gifts of our people, and then we're to put them in the right position to, uh, to fully build the body of Christ. And I, I would hope the biggest, job of the, the biggest job of the pastoral staff is not to look for volunteers, but to place volunteers in the right spot. And so I would hope that even today as you go out, there's some ministry opportunity out there. there there's a car wash. You know what gift you need for the car wash? Willingness. <laughs> I'm not saying everybody, I mean, obviously if you have physical things that will keep you from doing it, I'm just saying if you want to be, start using the gift, maybe you have the gift of gab and you can be the person that talks to people and not the uh, person that washes the car. We need those people. We need those people. Find your gift. Talk to somebody. Use your gift. It's time to get active. It's time to serve. It's time to start exercising. If we sit in our, in our studies, in our small groups, and we talk, 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 and we don't do, we don't do, we don't do, there's no growth there. Real growth inside always produces growth outwardly. Deep roots do produce fresh fruits. It happens. And it's not all about like do, 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 and not grow, 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 grow. Natural. Natural. I heard one pastor say it this way. The church should not be a factory 
It should be a greenhouse. A factory just stamps out the same thing over and over and over again. A greenhouse has the right atmosphere for growth. And so we're wanting our church to be an atmosphere where you can come, learn, and practice. And learn and practice. Today the message is about exercising yourself unto godliness through five exercises given to us from Paul to young Timothy. Would you bow your head and close your eyes?